wish to die, please raise their hands. Hey guys, <laughs> welcome back to Nightmares and Chill. I'm Eddie Olivares. And I am Jennifer Proles. And we are your hosts. Welcome back to the show where we take one iconic horror movie. And one true crime story. And, and bring... <laughs> fuck. And, and we bring we... them together. Is it we bring them together? And we bring them together. Oh, okay, so, and we, we bring, bring them, them together. together. We're going to get that one day. We will. Eddie. Yes. Before we start. Oh my God. I need to call myself out on something. Do what I love when people call themselves okay. out. So in episode two, our Chicago Rippers and Hereditary. Mm -hmm. Remember Eddie Spritz Spritz and that? Mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I misspoke a few times. Girl, when do you not? So I mentioned the West Memphis Three in their documentary. Yes. I said it was called Lost in Paradise. Mm -hmm. It's actually called Paradise Lost. So what happened? I I don't know. I got caught up in the moment. I just said, you know what? We're going to get lost in she paradise. She got lost in paradise. It's called Paradise Lost. Okay. It is a three-part documentary series that HBO put out. It's very good. Okay. Well, thank you for calling yourself out Well, on there's that. two call-outs. Oh, shit. We can't afford it. Okay. The second call-out. Uh -huh. I said that Satanic Panic was a movie that Andy Black was in uh -huh. from Black Veil Brides. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's actually a movie that Rebecca Romaine and Jerry O'Connell are in called Satanic Panic. The one with Andy Black, it's called, what's it called? American Devil. I don't know. Oh, man. You don't even know the name of because it? Because it doesn't matter. Okay. But I apologize if anybody was like, lost in paradise. They were like, bitch. So, well, thank you guys for not canceling us. Sorry about that, we West Memphis 3 at HBO. And HBO. We've been sued by them twice now. Twice. Probably three now with Yeah. That. Well, anyways, we'll let you So, know. anyways, Eddie, what is on the menu for tonight? Well, I will not call myself out because I'm sure that I've gotten so many things incorrect. Well, and you're flawless, so no. Thank you. Mm -hmm. But also, I just don't have the time to look it up. I feel so that. if I get stuff wrong in this episode, I apologize. Mm -hmm. So what are we talking about today? Today, mm -hmm. the movie of the hour or whatever is The Invisible Man. The Invisible Man, the mm -hmm. 2020 remake. Yes, with Elizabeth Moss. Yes, Scientology. Yes. Do you stand? Do we not stand? Scientology? Yeah. We do not stand. No? No. Okay. It's spooky. Yeah, but like Tom Cruise. Exactly. It's spooky. Yeah, that's true. Speaking of documentaries, that like Scientology documentary where it's like. Which one? I don't know. I think it was also HBO, but this might be me calling me out in a future episode. Uh, I don't know. I've seen a few. I watched Aaliyah Remini, a little bit of that. That one's great. It's good. Yeah. And then there's like another one, but oh my God, it used to scare My dad was a Scientologist. <gasps> I did not know Dead that. Ass. Wait, mm -hmm. really? Yeah, I think so. Oh, Maybe I made that up for attention. No, I'm just kidding. He was. Well, he was. Wow. I don't think he fully went Scientologist, yeah. but like he was like in the beginnings of it. And my grandpa was like, bro, 
we ain't gonna have that fucking wow. shit. But he was getting like pamphlets set to the house. Holy shit, he gave money to the church and everything. I don't know yet. I wow. don't know the full details. He doesn't really like to talk about really? it. Really? Oh, <laughs> he needs to talk about it. Yeah, we'll we'll invite him next time. Holy shit, I'm so down. An hour of that. Yeah. Sign me the fuck like, up. Like it was very like the beginnings of it. Like he was I don't know if yeah. he actually joined, but I know that he was thinking about it. Like he had like talked to them. Wow. Yeah. It was a whole thing. And my grandpa was like, no. One of the head guys, um, his wife is missing. Oh, but everybody's pretty sure that she's dead. Oh my god! I thought she's missing, but like he's just doesn't say where she's at. Mm-hmm. But everyone thinks that he secretly had her killed. I yeah. think she wanted to leave or something along those lines. But everyone thinks that he he's hanging out with her. Carol Baskin's husband, probably. Carol Baskin probably killed oh. her husband, whacked him. Have you guys seen yes, that TikTok? Of course. So today's <sighs> episode is actually about Tiger King. Yeah, we're going to go from there. Joe Exotic. Oh my God. Do you like porn? I can't. I can't. I'm I'm over it. I'm like, I don't need <laughs> Me to talk too. about it. I don't want to talk King about it either. Thank you. Moving on. So yeah, so The Invisible Man. Yes. 2020 remake. And then we're going to go into a very, you said it's a very spooky it's true crime. It's a very crime. spooky true crime. I don't want to give away too much because I kind of want to surprise you. Okay. So I won't say any names, but it is spooky. It involves seances. Spooky noises and spoiler alert, murder. Of course, it's not yeah. a it's not a good true crime unless there's murder. Yeah, I had to throw that one in there. Also, guys, just as a fun tidbit, right now we both chugged a little beer. We're feeling a little loosey goosey in mm-hmm. the house tonight. It's been a while since we've recorded, yeah. so I say let's just get into it. Let's then. do it. Start okay. it off. So, Invisible Man, twenty twenty. There's a lot of history that I will not get into just because we, we do we need it? No. Just know that it was Invisible Man. The original story came out in 1897, a book written by H.G. Wells. And then the movie that kind of like started off like the universal like monster, like all of that stuff was in 1933 starring Claude Rains. You, uh, Rocky no. Horror Picture Show? And Claude Rains was the invisible man. I've never seen Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, yeah. Show. Wait, you haven't seen it either, Eric? Eric's shaking his head in the corner. Why do I do this podcast? Um, That needs to change this year. I think it, yeah, I feel very left out. Yeah, we need to go. We need to, we'll do like a Nightmares and Chill outing. That'd be kind of cute. Aww. And watch Rocky Horror Picture Show. So anyway, yeah, so there's a lot of great history with the Invisible Man. We're not going to talk about any of that just because there is so much information. I'll kind of like reference back like other yeah. little tidbits. When it's relevant. Exactly. But um, some fun things to know about this movie is uh, it started production all the way back in 2006 as part of Universal's Dark Universe. I don't Holy know. Did you guys shit. hear about that? No. So Universal Studios was going to had this big idea you know, with the success of like Marvel and like all of these characters and like superheroes interacting together and like future movies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They wanted to do their own version of it where they had all the universal monsters like live in the same cinematic universe. Oh my God. That sounds amazing. Sounds like a great idea, right? And they were yes. going to call it Dark Universe and like it looks so good. Well, they started off with The Mummy, that 2017 remake with Tom Cruise, right? I think so. Oh my god, that was not even... He heard us. That's crazy. Katie Holmes is pissed. She's shook. And it flopped. That movie was got terrible reviews. Who's shocked? Raise your hand. It's kind of sad because it looked like it could be fun. I don't know. Yeah. So it didn't do well. So Universal was like, fuck it. We're not going to do that anymore. 
So this script kind of like went in the trash. But when they were starting pre-production for this in 2006, they had planned to like cast Johnny Depp as the Invisible Man. It was going to be a totally different story. It was going to, you know, be in correlation to all of that and Uh did not happen. So some things went down. So I'm sure it changed. Yeah. You know. So that leads us to today when Leigh Winnell, famed director of things like Insidious 3. Oh, precious. <laughs> so he's he, he's mostly um, a screenwriter. Okay. So he wrote Saw. Oh. He wrote, he worked on a lot of like spooky movies, like just to pull up some of his work. The first Saw movie, right? The good one? Yes. Yeah, he, he did multiple. This, he, the oh, only one that matters. Yeah, he did Saw 1, Saw 2, Saw 3, Dead Silence, that movie with like the... The puppet? The pu- yep, the puppet. <laughs> He wrote Insidious movies, all of that stuff. So wow. he's he's a fan of the spooky stuff, and he is good friends with James Wan and love him. All of them spooky bitches. So yeah, so he's no he's no stranger to the spooks. So yeah, so that's all of the tidbits. This movie stars again Elizabeth Moss as the main character Cecilia. We've got Oliver Jackson Cohen as Adrian, Aldris Hodge as the friend James, Storm Reed as his daughter. Michael Dorman as the brother of the Invisible Man, and Emily Cass as Harriet. Did I? Is her name Harriet in the movie? Oh no, her name is Harriet Dyer. She plays Emily Cass. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, that does not sound familiar. Oh, that's cute. Okay, so let's just get right into it. Invisible Man starts off with I think probably one of the best openings to a scary movie that I've seen in a while. I agree, one hundred percent. It was so and the. Thing about this movie, it's really polarizing. Either you loved, you really liked it, or you did not like it. I've seen it been, I've seen it called out for being like too feminist, and then I've seen it called out for not being feminist enough. Again, you can't please everybody. Right. Um, I'm a man, so my opinions don't really matter as much as to what I think about this movie. But I think I actually, um, after I saw this movie went home to like look up if it was directed or written by a woman because I thought like they handled a lot of things well. But if you are a woman and you did not think that they handled things well, your opinion probably matters more than me. So <laughs> that's on and that's on period. <laughs> so we start off with Elizabeth Moss character in bed and you can tell that she hasn't slept and she just looks so nervous. And the beginning shot is you see like this really nice house kind of like deserted on like an island and you can tell that they are secluded from the outside world. There's like a giant fence or a wall that, you know, looks like it's hard to get in and get out of. It's bougie as hell. It's bougie. Like the they they've got like they're around like a nice lake of water and mm-hmm. like the windows in this house are gorgeous. And like it's just they got money. So right away, yes. you know, he got money. Money is not an issue in that household. Mm-mm. So you see her, she gets up and you can kind of see that she's like trying to be really quiet. She's planning an escape. Um, We see a bottle of diazepam, which is a medication for like anxiety and stuff like that. But she's clearly used it because the side effects make you sleepy Mm -hmm. and like forgetful and stuff like that. So she's drugged him. I think I might have said that wrong. We'll find out. Call me out. I never took this medication. (laughs) So we see her planning her escape. She's going in to the bathroom. She's getting like bags that she has previously packed up. So girl, homegirl has planned this, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not like out on the whim. Yeah. I think what sold me on this right away is that we see her move the camera. There's like a surveillance camera in the bedroom. 
and she points it to him and she has the camera like on her phone so that she can keep track of him. And I, that's what I need. Okay. This character is smart. She's not like a dumb bitch. Yes. Like I'm going to root for her because she's, she's right. clearly ahead of the game. You yeah, know, she's thought this she's out. Thought it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right away, the big jump scare, the first jump scare in the movie is she like runs into the dog's uh, bowl. Oh yeah. And everyone like, it's really shook it. The whole scene's really quiet. Yes. She's going downstairs. Again, there's a lot of like layout of the house. So you get to see like really how rich they they are. And she's like turning off all the cameras. So she's, again, really smart. And you see in the background kind of like this guy is maybe like a, an inventor of some kind or he works like with technology because there's like a room full of like computers and stuff like that, you know. And we later learn that he was like an optics man and mm-hmm. really smart and you know invented like a lot of cool technology and stuff like that so she leaves the house and calls is waiting for her sister to pick her up and you know that's again we're on suspense because we're kind of like okay is the sister actually going to come we don't know at the time that it's her sister but finally the car shows up and she like gets in the car and she's like what's going on you can the sister had no idea why she had to pick up her sister and like four in the morning or whatever and she's like let's just go let's just go then you see Adrian, the guy that she's escaping from, yeah. fucking come up to the car. He like punches a hole in the window and like grabs her and she's screaming. And so like she, the car starts taking off. It's a really scary scene. Like the like I, it was the first within the first five minutes. Oh, yeah. And you're just kind of yeah. like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. Like I had no idea going in that like this is what the route of the movie was going to mm-hmm. be. We then see him pick up the bottle of the pills the diazepam that she dropped right mm-hmm. yeah that she dropped yeah. and that ends up being like an important character later on yep. so we see cecilia dealing with life uh the next scene is her she's moved in with like a friend she's staying with a friend i still don't really know the connection i was gonna ask you yeah. i was confused the whole time as well Who, yeah i don't know if, she, yeah. if he's like an ex or if like he maybe is like an ex of the sister that yeah but they're really close like close enough where he's letting this woman stay with him he's a cop yeah and i i don't know what the relationship is but i kind of like that they kind of left it open yeah this movie has a lot of uh, what i appreciate about like the script writing is that it's very much it's not like a like again we don't even know how cecilia was abused you know, we don't know what he used to do to her. Right, right. Um, there's little like references mm-hmm. to it, but we never really know. We never see any scenes of that, mm-hmm. which I, I, th- I think is really awesome. Yeah, I agree. So again, we don't know who this man is, but he fine as hell, you know, and we know that he's a daddy and that Cecilia has a, a really, literal daddy, a literal not, daddy. Not like I mean, he's a episode. zaddy and a real daddy. Right. Correct. I thought he was a sister's husband at first. Yeah. That I, was my first, but no, right? No. Okay. Yeah, they're not together. Okay. So we, he's just kind of there. But she's, you know, dealing with PTSD. You know, he kind of mentions that, like, you haven't left the house. And she, like, there's a scene of her going to try and get the mail. And, like, this man is jogging. And she, like, gets scared and runs back to the house. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So later on, little, you know, scenes like that, you're introduced to his, uh, the guy that she's staying with, James, his daughter, Sydney. She later is an important character, too. Mm-hmm. Cecilia ends up getting a visit from her sister because her sister gets like a letter or no, has news for her. That's what it is. And Cecilia's really upset. She's like, you know how Adrian is like, you know, he could have followed you here. You know, he has, I think she says something like he has like eyes everywhere, whatever, you know, like you need to be careful. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, I, I don't think you have to worry so much because look, she shows her an article 
And Adrian is dead. Mm-hmm. He's committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And so she's kind of like, oh, fuck. And you, you could tell she's a little hesitant. Right. But she's like, you know. She doesn't really buy it right. at first. Yeah. But he's dead. So she gets a letter and they go to visit um, like a lawyer. We find out that that lawyer is uh, Adrian's brother. Mm-hmm. And that Adrian has left Celia $5 million. Ugh, could you imagine? I don't even know. Ugh, the dream. God. God. Sign me the fuck up. Any of my exes. If you- <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, any of my exes. Like, if you um, just want to. If you want to leave me any money, Eddie and I will split it. We'll split it. 50-50. It's fine. So, she gets left that amount of money really nice she's kind of like what's the catch what's going on and he's kind of like look like he's dead you know he's oh there's this like funny line where he's like you know he's in the room with us and they're kind of like what the fuck and then you pan over and you see like his ashes yeah so that's kind of like proof enough that like okay the man's dead Mm -hmm. so they go home she surprises james and like his daughter with a college fund set up for her daughter where she's going to get like ten thousand every month that is so sweet. That is so cool. Could you imagine? Oh, yeah, God. I don't even know. So it, it, again, building these relationships for like where they're really, they really are close, you know? Mm-hmm. So later that night, we see like the first sign of the invisible man, maybe. And throughout the movie, there's like really weird camera shots that when I first watched it, I was like, what? Like, like what? Like there'll be like a wide shot, but it's just Celia. And like usually wide shots are because there's two people in the room. Yeah. And you're kind of like, what? But then, hello, he's in the room. Right. And uh, right. just like little details no, like I that get, it, get yeah. my fucking titties hard. Ew. Okay. No, not ill to that. I'm oh. ill like those wide shots. <laughs> I was no, really no, no. offended. I was like, my titties are glorious. No, your titties are great. <laughs> Moving on. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So, oh, yes. The first sign of the invisible man is Celia C. Oh, which is funny because her, they call her C. Mm-hmm. And she really, in the whole movie, she can't see the Invisible Man. Actually, fun fact about her name. Celia comes from Cecil, which is from the Roman name Caucus, which means blind. No way. And St. Cecilia was a patron saint of music and blindness. Holy shit. They thought about that. Yeah. So it's just, again, like really like I love when scripts like really go the extra mile and like do little shit like that. Adrian and Tom's last name is Adrian Griffin. Tom Griffin. Griffin was the original name of the invisible man in the book. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So little stuff like that. Little tidbits. So C is making breakfast and we see James asks, can you wake up Sydney? She's like, yeah, sure. She's making breakfast for them. She goes, she leaves the the shot and it's just the shot of the kitchen. And then you just see the knife like yeah. move, like as if someone's grabbing the knife. Then you see the stove turn on and the fire like goes on really high. And that's the first time we're like, okay, there's someone in the house. Going yeah, on. there's some paranormal shit going on. Yeah. That kitchen scene, like when she stepped out and the camera just stayed on it, you, everyone was like, yeah. oh shit. And this movie has a lot of those scenes, surprisingly, where, where you're just kind of like, <gasps> You know, and I'll get to my, like, I think the most iconic scene in this movie okay. later on, but it's, it's so good. So a fire starts, Sydney, you know, has a fire extinguisher. She lets it out and they're kind of like, what the fuck just happened? But they kind of, you know, everyone just kind of thinks it's Cecilia, you know, mm-hmm. being reckless. Later on that night, we see them go to bed um, and C is sleeping in Sydney's room with the daughter's room. And Sydney's like, I think like a junior or senior. No, she's a senior in, in high school because she's getting ready for college. Right. 
and we see the blanket come off. This scene is so ugly. Yeah. And it's so the way the the little important, like, I guess, details to, like, build the scene. Sydney is uh, an aspiring clothing designer. Mm-hmm. So she has like a mannequin in her room that's like kind of, you know, like spooky in the corner and it's like dressed like the original Invisible Man. So like little stuff like that is really cute. So they're both kind of in that room together and the blanket comes off and Cecilia's like, what the hell? So she like goes to like go grab it, pick it up. And then she can't move the blanket and you see like footprints on the blanket. And so you're like, oh, fuck. So there's there's a man here. Right. He's standing on the sheets. Um, So she freaks out. She calls for James. He comes in. She's like, oh, my God, like someone's here, you know, blah, blah, blah. James comes in and is like, what the fuck? You know, like and there's obviously there's nothing in the room. Mm -hmm. So she just looks crazy. And it's kind of like annoying because we know that there's something. But again, this movie does a is there's a lot of like, you know, is she making this up? We don't really know until, you know, Mm -hmm. later on in the movie. She ends up having a job interview. You know, she's an architect. It's not really, I mean, she goes in for an architect job position. Yes. In the beginning of the movie, she's seen wearing like a Cal Poly architect sweatshirt. So she goes, she's interviewed and she goes to like show her work and her work is missing from her briefcase. Oh, that scene. That was, I don't know, that hurt my heart. It just sucks because you know that she's being fucked with by this man. Right. And again he's making her seem crazy yeah she's like made multiple like comments where like this is what he does he Mm -hmm. tries to make me seem crazy yes and it's so scary like the thought of like knowing that your abuser is still fucking with you even after his death Mm -hmm. but yet no one believes you or no one can see it like that is i think that's what makes this movie so scary yeah there's just a frustration you feel Mm -hmm. it for her and it's just i don't know it's a yucky feeling So she ends up having like a really bad panic attack. She passes out. And at the hospital, oh, at the hospital, we see like a reference to like the original Invisible Man. There's a guy on a gurney and he has like the bandages around him and stuff like that. That's right. Mm -hmm. So it's just really cute. Stuff like that. The little Easter eggs in it. Yeah. So later on, she is taking like a shower and she gets a call that her blood count, the reason why she might have, you know, passed out is because there was a lot of diazepam in her blood count. And she's like, what the fuck? Like, I haven't been taking that. Oh, my God. And then we see in the bathroom the pill bottle Yeah. from the night that she drugged Adrian. That, the one that she dropped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we know that it's that one because there's, like, blood on it from, like, when Holy he picked it up from, like, breaking the car window. Shit. And you also hear her, the doctor, being like, there's something we need to talk to you about. But she, again, like, freaks out. She, like, hangs up, whatever. Ew. So she goes to visit Adrian's brother and is like, look, I know that he's, like, alive. Like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. And Adrian's brother does this really convincing scene where he's like, I was abused by him my whole life. You got it later on in life. Like, we know that this is what he does. You know, like, this is the ultimate power play to, like, still have you on his mind, even when he's dead, even after the, you know, at the grave. So, like, chill mm-hmm. out. So then she's kind of like, okay, maybe, maybe I am kind of like, you know, making shit up. Right. And so he's like, don't, don't let him win is what he tells her. So she goes to visit the sister to like tell her about the events. She's like still freaking out. And we learn that the sister got an email from her saying some really shitty things. And 
the sister is like, look, if you think that I'm a waste of space or whatever, then just why I why are you even here? Like, I'm just trying to help you. And if you can't figure that out, then you're just stupid. Mm -hmm. And so like Cecilia is like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, I got that email you sent. me, And she's like, I didn't send you an email. And she's like, well, she's like someone fucking did. And it's from your email. And this is like the point where I'm kind of like, obviously, there must be they must not be close because even then when she first has her pick her up she didn't tell her like what was going on and it seemed like it was like the first time they had like connected in a long time and yeah obviously that's because adrian wanted her to herself and probably didn't let her see her family or whatever mm-hmm. but like also if i were to tell like my sisters like look like i something's happening i didn't fucking send you that email why would i do that i would like to think that they'd be like yeah no i, I know that of course like you you know like because in the email there's even like i wish that you had died instead of him yeah that's rough. yeah some rough shit right and she doesn't believe you know so how fucking terrible this poor girl man yeah, she's so it's going just like that through it fucking like fucking horrible so that night she is like having it she's in, like having a depressive episode she's like in her room crying so sydney comes in and is trying to like help her out and she's like look like maybe we should just have like a girl's night let's order a pizza get some ice cream like you know yeah and she's like okay whatever so sydney's like okay perfect and then we we sydney like kind of turns her head so she doesn't really see celia yeah she gets fucking decked and we're like what the fuck and obviously we know right that it's the invisible man right but you know you're a teenager and the only person in the room that you're talking to and you just fucking get punched in the face yeah you're like what the hell it was like some wwe shit yeah in there. it was like and it's a intense like punch it's not like a little slap no, it's not like a little push like she gets fucking decked out her ass got knocked to the ground <laughs> yeah so she's like screaming and so the dad james walks in and is like what the fuck and she's like dude she hit me she fucking hit me and obviously like oh my god that's his daughter you know like regardless of course we don't you know she's like i would never do that like how can you guys believe that and obviously let's put it in like us like if you have a kid later on and i'm the only one in the room and your kid fucking gets punched and he's like yo mommy some eddie punched me I would fucking kick your ass. Right. Regardless of e- like our relationship, like, right. you're going to take care of your kid. Yeah, I don't care who you are. Bye. I probably would punch a baby, though. This is why when I have kids, <laughs> you're not babysitting them. Like, if they're fucking annoying, I'll be like, shut the hell up. And I'll be like, that's the invisible man. He won't do it again. Again, when I have kids, <laughs> you are not babysitting them. Just kidding, guys. I don't abuse. They come back saying some, like, spooky-ass shit. Or, like, <laughs> yeah, I would... I would do shit like Lady that. Lady Gaga is everything. What? What do you <laughs> yeah. mean? You're too. What do you mean? My, uh, one of my good friends, her, she has a nephew and we were like, uh, she was like babysitting him uh-huh. and I was over at the house Uh-oh. and I taught him to say Baba Duke. <gasps> and so like he, but like he was still really young, so he couldn't really say, so he'd be like, Ba 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 Duke, and it was so scary. Ew, the Baba Duke <laughs> is the most disgusting thing ever. He's mm-hmm. creepy as, No. It was Pride Month, so, you know, we had to get that gay eye Oh, yeah, 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 I get it. Remember that, like, rainbow cover they came out with? Yes, oh, you have it, I bought it, yeah. yeah. Duke gay icon. How That's- did that start? <laughs> so, Netflix listed the Babadook under um, LGBTQ Shut films. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, people were like, what? What the like, fuck? Like, obviously, it was, like, a glitch on their end, but that's Holy how it shit. started. Yeah. Like, because it was in the... That's um, hilarious. The gay section on netflix i did not know that it's I, the I best thought i missed something <laughs> then there was like memes of like the babadook and, and pennywise. pennywise yeah i mean I'm, I'm okay with it Listen, i know that the babadook is like a strong gay man 
But Pennywise, he's homophobic as hell. Yes. Like, we, did we not? Mm, it chapter two? Right. You done beat the shit out of that gay guy. Yeah. So, but anyway, maybe Papa Duke likes it rough. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so, where the fuck was I? Damn. Papa Duke, gay, Netflix, and chill. <laughs> Stop. Did they get Netflix and chill from us? Did they steal that from us? Yeah, I think so. I'm suing tonight. Eric, call my lawyer. So that night, she's like, all right. So James ends up taking Sydney away from the house and is like, look, when I come back, you need to be gone. Like, I'm not having that shit. Yikes. So she, so they leave and she's like, all right, motherfucker. Like, I know you're in this house. Just like that, right? Like, fuck, exactly, verbatim. Mm -hmm. She's like, pick on someone your own size. Like, I'm here. She ends up, like, doing, uh, putting, like, coffee grounds all over the floor to see if, like, footsteps was kind of, like, paranormal activity. Oh, You know, like, when they do it with, like, the flower or whatever. Oh, God, yeah. Or the baby powder. Yes. So she's there. She's got her knife out. And then she decides to call him. And... She calls his cell phone and we hear vibrating from upstairs. And she's like, oh, fuck. She goes upstairs into the attic and she finds his phone. What is us with attics? I know. Is, does your true crime have an attic scene? Kind of. You'll see. Okay. So, yeah, she sees that. She sees the knife that she lost earlier. Oh, and on the phone, I didn't mention this earlier, but one of the first scenes where Celia is sleeping in the bed with Sydney, you see like flashing going on. And we don't really know what that is. Mm -hmm. Later on, when she finds the phone, she sees like pictures of them that he took. Ew. He's so creepy. That's ugly. Yeah. That's gross. He's been stalking her still. So he's obsessed with her. Celia got that good pussy, grade A pussy or something. Oh my God. (laughs) And. I mean, like, for a motherfucker to be this obsessed? Yeah, it's a little much. Like, God. Look at your shirt, what it says. (laughs) I'm wearing a shirt that says obsessed. Ew. (laughs) But really, truly, like, mm -mm, that's too much. It's a lot. That's too much. Like, obviously, that's too much. But, like, even, like, when people are, like, too clingy, I'm just kind of like, give me some space. Bro. You gotta go. Like yeah. when they spend every moment together, like yeah. all that, it's like Mm-mm. separate. No, 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 no. So she finds pics of herself on the phone. So she's like freaking out. So she's like, okay. So she's up in the attic and where the like ladder was to get up there, she like grabs like a thing of paint and she like spills it. And we see like his face, like it looks like, um, like a golf ball yeah. or like the big Epcot thing from Disney world. And he like freaks out. He like jumps, runs away. So now we know for sure that there is somebody there, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. it's not like a spirit or we still don't know if it is a spirit, but we know that something's there physically. So she ends up fighting with him like he she grabs the knife and he ends up fucking there's this big old epic battle between them where she's just like flying all over the house because he's invisible and he's like beating her up and shit. And she ends up calling an Uber so that she could go to his house. Love that. So we know that they live really far away because she calls the Uber at night and they get there like at daytime. Mm-hmm. So this is an expensive ass Uber ride, but I guess she got $5 million, so she right. can afford it. For her, it's nothing. Yeah. But also like, I don't know where she found a man to like do that ride. You know? Yeah, like, honestly. But I guess it's like a really, you know, you're going to get a lot of money for that, right? Mm-hmm. So she goes inside the house and she, uh, she's kind of walking around the house and she finds like this suit, which is at first you don't see it. And it's like this camera, 
She goes inside the room where the suit is. She presses like a little button and you see that the suit is made out of like cameras and like somehow like when they point together, I don't know. Like, I don't need to know the the science behind it. Mm-hmm. I'm already in, invested in the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't really care. They could have like told me that like he uses a magic powder. I'd be like, okay, right. I believe it. And again, he's like an optics guy. So we know that he like makes this technology. So it's not far off no I, I i didn't find a problem with it I it's think in his wheelhouse yeah yeah that he's somehow been like finally found the ability to turn himself invisible makes mm-hmm. sense whatever so she, she goes to hide the suit like where she in the opening scene she like has like a little mystery like compartment in like the closet and that's where she had like her bags that she had like had yeah. packed to leave yeah she like puts the suit in there and she escapes the invisible man again for the mm-hmm. second time that day she leaves so she goes to her sister. She calls her sister and is like, look, like, I know that we, you know, there's a lot of shit that's been going on. I need you to meet me at this restaurant. Like, I, I need you, girl. Like, there's shit going on. Please, will you do this for me? Mm-hmm. And the sister shows up. They're at the restaurant. Oh, God. And when I tell you. So they go to like this really like bougie ass restaurant, like uh-huh. kind of, you know, it's like a really funny scene. And the sister has like really funny, you know, like dialogue in it. And with you the re- waiter. Yeah, with the yeah, waiter, like this yeah. banter. Yeah. And you really like her, you know, like, you, you, yeah. yeah. So she, Celia's like, look, he, Adrian's found a way to turn himself invisible. I don't know how. I know I sound crazy. I know I sound like stupid, but you need to believe me. Like, I, I don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. And finally, the sister's like, yes, I believe you. And it's just like that sigh of relief. Yes. Like, yes, somebody right. out there believes her. The tension is gone for yes, a Yes, for a second you're able to breathe. You're like, God, like someone's going to help her, you right. know? Because it's later on in the movie, you know? Yeah. And then we oh, see God. a knife pick up from the table mm-hmm. and just float. And then the knife goes to the sister's throat and slits it. And it's at the, obviously we know it's the Invisible Man. Right. And it is the most shocking scene that I've seen in a movie in a long time, the whole audience like gasped. And I saw mm-hmm. this movie twice in theaters and each time it was like, <gasps> it was, I was shocked. And the emotions, like you're so happy for yep. you. Like, oh my God, you're like, finally they someone. They pick you up and, and then, then they bring boom, you down. You're back to, oh shit, here she is again, back to nothing. And then the invisible man puts the knife in her hand. Oh, that's right. I forgot and about that. All the like, restaurant goers look at her and they all start screaming they're like oh my god you know and she's like so obviously the police come she gets tackled she gets framed for her sister's death Mm -hmm. like of all the first of all to see your sister die in front of you when you're already at such a low spot like you know low point in your life and then to be framed with the murder like i girl and after you just like finally had her believe everything you've been saying and yeah frustrating i don't even know what i would do i would just i would want to give up like, I, I would kill, yeah I, I think i would want to kill myself yeah but you know point. what fine like, there's no you point win, in like, yeah well luckily she's stronger than that she sure is it's not one of us thank Mm-mm. god if it was me i would have died within the first 10 minutes uh-huh. i would have been like you know fuck it the bedroom scene mm-hmm. with the sheets with the sheet as soon as that You're sheet fine. came off my damn body i said fuck it where's the diazepam <laughs> let me drink this whole bottle I'll do it myself. It's Shit. fine. We don't condone suicide no, on this podcast. Absolutely not. So Thank C you. ends up get ends up being taken to a psych ward. And Ugh. then she's like, she gets a checkup and finds out that she's pregnant. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. She's like, the fuck? 
the fuck just like that so Adrian said how she said who who uh, when where am I I was just gonna fucking say that but not quite as good as <laughs> that but do you know what that's from no you know where it's from enlighten me Spy Kids 2 Island of Lost Dreams oh I've never seen Spy Kids I don't know isn't that kid married to Megan Trainer? yeah oh, the is. younger brother and then the older one She's married to one of the big time Rush boys. I know that. I saw her on Instagram. Alexa Vega, right? Alexa Vega. I know her name. The boy's name. Don't even. Mm. Junie. Junie Cortez. Okay. I saw Megan Trainer at Horror Nights, remember? I know. I was there. And and Junie. Uh-huh. She was with him. Yeah, I know. She was like, oh my God, you're so sweet. Yeah. Because you were like, I don't want to make a big deal. I don't really make fans. Yeah. And, she and I was, was like, like, I don't want to like blow your cover. Yeah. And she was like, oh my God, thank you. I've met so many celebrities at Horror Nights. Yeah, you met Coco. Coco Girl. Ice T. Did we talk about this on the podcast yet? No. <laughs> Not, I don't know why we would. You ran up to Coco. I freaked and- out. Coco, y'all. I love her. I love when they had that reality show. I was obsessed. Oh, it was cute. Yeah. And I saw Coco and Ice Tea and I said, Coco, girl. there's video of it somewhere. Yes. He literally ran to Coco. <laughs> how security did not tackle him? I don't know. Him? I don't know but Ice Tea looked at Eddie like, <laughs> boy, you better take 10 steps back. <laughs> But she was so sweet. I like held her hand. I said, I love you, Coco. I said, I love your um, hit song. I love my shoes. And what did she tell you? I don't remember. She said, okay, give it to number one on iTunes. Oh, did she? Yeah. Oh, I don't I don't know. I blocked out. And the whole time Icy was like, you're going to add to my body count. <laughs> no. no pun intended. Ice-T is, um, yeah, now we're, we're uh, enemies. I yeah, guess. literally. But yeah, that was a good time. Fun time. So we're, oh yeah. So we found out this bitch is pregnant. <laughs> And her brother comes to talk to her. And again, this is how we know, like, Cecilia is, like, the one to root for because she does so many smart things in this scene. She is a spicy little She's girl. She's a spicy girl. I love Elizabeth Moss. Like, I wish she was not a Scientologist. Is, yeah. Because she does, like, her performances are so good. Um, you dressed up as her character for Halloween I this did. year from uh, Us. I was going to say Up. Up. <laughs> it's the wrong movie. Same movie, right? Close Same enough. concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was literally her. Good times. Mm-hmm. I know. And then she has like this really great scene in this movie where she's talking about like not being like mind controlled and like blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, girl, like read. Who's going to tell her? Like who going to tell her? We're going to get so much hate from the Scientologists that <laughs> listen to her podcast. I'm fine with that. I don't. They're awful. Imagine we find out like all of our listeners are Scientologists. Oh <laughs> we God. have like zero. <laughs> Holy shit. That'd be kind of everything. That, we get on the news and shit. <laughs> we have like an apology letter. We, we get, have to send out an apology video. <laughs> we have a um a press conference. <laughs> so okay. So Adrian's brother <laughs> visits her. <laughs> I've been trying to get to this part for like 12 years. Okay. Says, look, here's the ultimatum. Have his baby. If you have this baby, all of this will go away. You're going to have a new life with him. Which I'm kind of confused about because how? how? Right. Like what What do they got planned? Right. Like were they going to frame someone else? Like I don't know. I don't know what their plan was. But she's obviously like, no, you're a spineless little jellyfish. She's, she literally she says, says that, that, right? Yeah. yeah. Something like that. And like fuck off. Whatever. So she like, he has like papers for her to sign and she like throws them off the table. And when he's like picking them up, she grabs a pen from his suitcase and she like hides it. And then he like leaves and he's just like, well, he's like, you know, contact me again when you're ready to sign the fucking papers. Mm-hmm. And then she takes a little um, like on the table, there's like a little sign that like has like sticky 
like tape or whatever. And she takes that too. They're like, what's this bitch got planned? Well, during the checkups at night, when, when you're like in a mental hospital or something like, you know, they come in and they check the room and mm-hmm. make sure that you don't have any weapons or anything to harm yourself, whatever. She's like, she used the little sticky thing and hid the pin above the shower. She grabs the pen and she knows that Adrian's in the room with her. Right. And she's just like, motherfucker, I'm not going to let you get away with any of this. Like, this is going to be all for nothing. And she like goes in the shower and she like punctures like her vein to like kill herself with the pen. And he stops her. Obviously, he's like, you know, like the visible man like stops her. And then she goes, got you, motherfucker. And she grabs the pen and stabs his fucking face. And then finally, like the we see like the the suit again and it's like glitching. And she's like keeps like repeatedly stabbing him. Yeah. The guards come in and they're like, hey, fucking stop. And then Adrian has a gun and ends up shooting the guards. And then it's like this massacre of him just killing everyone in the fucking hospital and her trying to run away from him. It's really crazy. And again, like people finally see what's going right. on and they all, and they they all die, fucking die, die, die. Like, you know, I mean, obviously yeah. later on, there's going to be like video footage of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. like, she's like, it just sucks. Like this, yeah. this fucking woman can't get a break. Like round two of this shit. So she ends up escaping. Oh, there's like a j- dramatic scene in like the rain and he's like going around. In the parking lot? Yeah, in the yeah. parking lot. And he goes he's like talking to her from the suit and he goes you just killed sydney basically being like i'm gonna go to sydney back to the house and kill her and she's Uh like oh my god so she starts freaking out she ends up stealing some guy's car this guy i don't even remember how she gets the car did i write it down i don't remember does she have a gun i think so or the guy like gets in a car accident like he swerves and almost hits her oh no when Adrian's leaving I think he leaves and he hits the guy by accident and the guy like gets and so she leaves and the guy Uh gets out of the car and then she pulls him out she has a gun she pulls him out and steals his car Mm -hmm. and she calls James and he's like what the fuck how are you calling me she's like don't worry about it like you need to go to Sydney like she's in danger yeah Sydney girl you in danger Sydney's always picking an appearance Sydney's always in danger Mm -mm. so she goes to the house we see that Adrian the invisible man is gonna go fuck around and kill her james gets there before cecilia does and tries to stop him and then it's like the most brutal like scene like you just see like the suit and it's like glitching at this point so you can kind of see like the suit or like the like line out of it yeah and it's just fucking beating the shit out of james he's like looks dead like he's like hanging and like he's being held up from his tie but like it's invisible so you just see it's like a really ugly scene and cecilia comes in with like a fire extinguisher sprays it on where the layout would be and then you see the like finally see the suit and she like shoots him Mm -hmm. and he dies she goes to take off the mask bitch it's a real scooby-doo moment it is not adrian but it's tom the brother oh that was spicy (laughs) so yeah so it ends up being the brother so we find out that the news comes out that adrian was like tied up in the basement of his own house and that the brother created like this whole scheme to like get back at him Mm -hmm. and like fuck around with C or whatever. And James is like telling him this. He's like, you know, like they, they found, you know, Adrian like in the house. And she's like, no, she's like, this is what he does. And she's like, I don't buy it. And he's kind of like, dude, like they found him like in the basement, like tied up, like, you know, like it's over, you know, like he's dead. And like, she's like, no, This is what he does. He tries to make me seem crazier. He tries to make me look crazy. Like, I know that, like, I I know that, that that's not him. And at this Mm -hmm. point, I'm kind of like, dude, just believe her. Right. Like, she's, everything that she's told you, she's proven that, like, it's right. Right. 
you know, like, and, and the, that's the whole kind of point of the movie is like, you know, the whole underlying message is believe women, you know, and they don't. Right. So she was like, fuck it. So she ends up coming up with a plan to go to Adrian's house to have him confess. Again, I don't know. Like the only kind of like annoying thing about this movie is like, you don't really know like the details. Like, okay. Like, yeah, technically, like, we know that, like, the guy was in the suit. Right. But, like, I still don't believe that, like, Adrian would be, like, out and about, like, on his own, like, living in his house. Like, I feel like he would be, like, in a hospital if he was, like, tied up by his basement and a brother, you know? Right. Whatever. So she goes to visit his house. Mm-hmm. Um, She's, like, dressed up all, like, sexy yeah, and pretty. Yeah, she is glammed she's up. She's glammed up. She's wearing a red lip. Uh-huh. When a woman has a red lip on, mm-hmm. she means business. She means fucking business. It is like it's go time. Well, she meant business. So she goes to this house and he's like, thank you for coming in. I think you were going to come. But I, you know, ordered a bunch of food. I have Italian and blah, blah, blah. Like a whole feast. It was feast. just too much. It was too much. It was too desperate. But also like I was, I'm a little hungry. So that sounds a little good right I'm now. I'm starving. So they're talking and she's like, look, if we're going to do this, if I'm going to have your baby. If we're going to go back to how life was, I need to know that I can trust you. I need to know that I wasn't crazy. And I need to know that that it was you in the suit. Like, it was you the whole mm-hmm. time. And he's like, it wasn't, you know? She's like, bro. I Just need- like that. Yeah. And then we find out that she's, like, wired and that James is in the car outside. And she's trying to get, like, him to confess yes. to doing it all. Yeah. And he's like, no. No. Like, I, I didn't do it. And she's like, come on. And she starts crying. And she's like, please. Like, I, you know, like, I... I need you to do this for me. Mm-hmm. So then he goes up to her and he goes and throughout the movie, he there's little like he'll, he'll like text her like surprise, like to let her know that like he's there or whatever. Ugh. So he goes, I love you. You know that I love you. I, I know that that shouldn't come as a surprise. Kind of like his way of telling her like, I yes, that was me. But also he's probably kind of like maybe she is like trying to like right. wire me. So I'm not going to say it. So she like excuses herself to go to the restroom. Mm hmm. And then it like pans up to like the video footage, like the surveillance video camera. Yeah. And we just see him at the table and it's just like a video footage of him. And then all of a sudden we see him pick up the knife and slit his own throat. <laughs> that scene was great. It was perfect. And I like that it was we saw it through the surveillance camera. Yep. That was it made it like, yeah. so much better. Because then it, it does look like, you know. Right. That it was it was him. He killed himself. Uh-huh. And then she comes and then like moments pass and then it's on the camera. You see her come out from the room and she's like screaming, oh, my God, oh, my God. And she like calls the police and then she like kind of like goes out of like the camera's like way. And yeah. then she like smiles and is like, OK, we know this bitch killed him. Right. Because we know that she hid the other suit. Mm-hmm. So then James comes up to the house and he sees like obviously, you know, Adrian's dead on the floor and he's kind of looking at Celia like girl and she's like he he killed himself I just didn't you know like whatever and he and he's kind of like looking at her like oh bitch like you know and then he looks down and she's she has the suit in the bag right and he's like looking at her and she's like what did it sound like on on the thing and he says and he goes it sounds like he killed himself and she's like exactly and so like they kind of like have this unspoken agreement like, agreement, like yeah. okay you you killed him but i'm gonna let sh- i'm gonna let you do it because men ain't shit and all that and she leaves she looks great she's wearing she looks so good in her little black dress her little heels she her lipstick great. and she leaves and the movie ends there and let me tell you every little flaw that this movie had that ending scene i thought it was so good it was 
perfect. It was so good. It was really good. I liked it. I was afraid they were trying to like linger on yeah. more, show her now how she's adjusted. Yeah. I, and no. I was mentally, I was like, please stop right here. Yeah. And they did. Yeah, and it we was, got it what was we good. needed. Yeah. And and that's that. That's the Invisible Man 2020. Yeah. This movie, um, a lot of people liked it. It was a Blumhouse movie. I did not know that. God bless. God bless Blumhouse. It grossed $125.8 million on a $7 million budget. So it did really well. Wow. It was the fifth highest grossing movie of 2020. Holy shit. But because of coronavirus. Oh, one. yeah. Shit. That. <laughs> you know, so it probably would have made more. Um, But wow. yeah, it. A lot of people liked it. Again, there's a lot of polarizing opinions on it. I I liked it. I thought that they did a really good job. I love I that it was it. like this, you know, it, it didn't try to push feminist propaganda down your throat. Like mm-hmm. a lot of movies do, you know, mm-hmm. which is fine. Yeah. You know, I, I still like those movies, but I think sometimes yeah. it's the best way to do it is to just kind of have your character be strong without her being like right. I'm a strong girl you know yeah. like because it comes off force sometimes yeah or, I don't know it just seems comes off a little bit fake yeah sorry but it does sometimes yeah, yeah. this movie I did not get that vibe no. at all it felt natural and Dead. that's how she was and and it was it was scary I thought scenes in it were really scary oh, yeah the bedroom scene mm-hmm. the um restaurant no it was good yeah so that's that's that good job Thank you. Now, I'm so excited to hear this fucking story. It's a crazy one. So buckle up. Okay. So by the title of the episode, you guys will know who this is about. But I don't want to say it quite yet because I kind of want to leave Eddie in the dark a little bit. Do we know them? He's a personal friend. Shut up. This is a hometown story. Just kidding. Oh, my God. Wait, you got me. <laughs> You're fucking right. It's a joke. Okay. I won't say the name. I want to keep you in the dark, like I said. But you guys will know. You'll see it in the title, which is fine. Obviously, you'll know plenty by then. But just know this took place in Massachusetts in 1986 through 1987. So this story first centers around the Andrews family. This family. Oh, sorry. I already did it. The family is made up of two sisters, Annie and Jessica, and their father, Brian, the woman of the house, their mother slash his wife. She recently died of cancer. Hmm. So that's why there's just three of them. Yeah. So Annie and Jessica began speaking to a boy on the phone who got their phone number from a friend from his school. The boy's name was Daniel. It turns out that Daniel was calling to speak to Annie and he told her that he thought she was really pretty and wanted to get to know her better. Okay. They're in high school? High school. He goes to a different school than her. Okay. But they're both high school students. Both 16 years old. So they spoke on the phone for weeks, sometimes a few times a day. Daniel described himself as a very handsome guy with blonde hair who was a jock and heavily involved in sports at his school. Like Eric. Like Eric. Just like Eric. So after weeks of talking on the phone, he asked Annie out on a date. Did she say yes? Did she say no? No. She said yes. What? Yeah. Any girl. Any girl's getting it. So he goes to her house to take her out to a county fair that was happening in the town that they live in. When Daniel arrives, Annie is very surprised by his appearance. Oh, no. She done got a catfish. She got... This is the first catfish case that I have heard of. Okay. So... Like I mentioned earlier, Daniel described himself as a clean-cut jock with blonde hair, (laughs) all the muscles, the works. Don't we all? Right. Instead, Daniel was a 
ungroomed guy, Ugh. and it was obvious that hygiene was not something that he practiced on. Daniel, himself. girl, he get was, it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn, Daniel. Damn, Daniel. Remember, dude, I was up. He came into the hot topic. I know, once. and I fucking missed it. I was on my lunch break. Damn, Daniel did. <sighs> I was irritated. Did you see the shirt, right? Yeah. The van shirt. The van yeah. shirt. Yeah. Or vans, whatever. So this Daniel, unlike that Daniel, he had greasy hair and a very messy appearance. He came from a tough home where he was abused by his father. He was neglected and later sent to a psychiatrist due to his abnormal behavior. The psychiatrist started sexually abusing Daniel during their <gasps> session, so Daniel stopped treatment. Oh my God. How sad. That's like you seek help horrible. and the person wants to help you. like Abuses you. Yeah. That's awful. Poor kid. But regardless of his appearance and clearly the lies that he fed to her, Annie still went on the date with him. Mm -hmm. And again, like not to get too political, but this is a thing that happens a lot. Girls just kind of. They feel bad. Feel bad. and End up doing shit. You're not wrong. So while at the fair, they start talking, asking each other questions, as you do on a first date to know each other. Like what's your favorite color, your Mm -hmm. favorite food, favorite What sex was to be like. Oh, my God. (laughs) Gochina, we both said the same Eddie thing. Eddie and I are, we're one. So they didn't ask that question. Okay. But the topic of Annie's mom came up. I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. she recently died mm-hmm. from cancer. So Daniel asked um, how she died and Annie told him cancer. So Daniel weirdly grew interest in this topic and he proceeded to ask her questions about her mom's death. I think anybody else would just kind of stop. Yeah. See, it's a sore subject and you yeah, would just kind yeah, of... Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry for your loss. Yes, and sorry for your loss. Let's. Anyway, so mac and cheese. Yeah, you want to show? Yeah, exactly. No, he kept asking questions about it. He asked questions like, did you see her body? How did she look when she died? Did she suffer? Creepy, creepy, creepy. I would have done punched this kid in the face. Exactly. I would have been like, no, but I'm about to see a dead body right now. Moated. Is that still a thing? Do kids say moated still? Or what did you say? Moated. <laughs> you guys don't know what that is? Eric does. Wait, why am I 77 years old? What does that mean? This was cool when I was like in fifth grade, so I don't think you were saying it. Moated? It was kind of like, oh, burn. <laughs> Wait, use it in a sentence. Like if Eric, like if Eric said, ooh, Jen, you look like trash. Or Eddie, you look like trash. I'd be like, ooh, moated. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm dead. No, but can we bring it back? Okay, we did, we just did. <laughs> you got a you got a gap ass tooth, bitch. Ooh, moated. moated. Your your eyeliner ain't shit today, Jen. Ooh, my. <laughs> really? I thought it looked really no, good. No, you look bomb. Oh. I just knew that that would hurt you the most. Oh, he knows my <laughs> sore spot. When you say my eyeliner is not even, my day your foundation is, don't match. My day Moated. is over. No, I got the palest shade. We should be good. <laughs> Anywho, so after the creepy questions, yeah. this was, this made Annie very uncomfortable. I yeah, you fucking bet. Would think so. So she cuts the date short. She makes an excuse to get out of there to be able to head home. So she heads home and forgets about Daniel. Mm-hmm. And she moves the fuck on with her life. Mm-hmm. She just deletes that from yeah. her memory mm-hmm. bank. Which girl? I think we've all done that. 100%. What's your worst date story? Do you have one? I haven't really been on that many dates. <laughs> Same. Because, okay. I'm seeing someone now, obviously. Before that, I dated somebody for like two, almost three years, mm-hmm. I think. And he was my first real boyfriend. Yeah. And before okay. that, not really, not too much. Yeah, I was a late bloomer in that category okay, of my life. But I'm okay with it. Okay, it's okay. I don't regret anything. Whatever. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyways, 
A few weeks go by and Daniel is old news to her. She has moved on from the whole situation. But after discussing her mom with Daniel, um, it makes her really miss her mom, which I, of course, mm-hmm. it's still a fresh thing that just happened. So like, I, I get right. it, girl. Annie and her sister both miss their mom terribly and would do anything to talk to her. So what do they do? fucking seance yes ding 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 damn yeah they try to contact their mom with a seance ceremony what do they do you have the details so yeah so during the seance okay so yeah so what how they did it they were in their basement um they had a ouija board talk to her but something else occurred that helped them communicate with their mom instead of the ouija board so they were in the basement they had candles lit you know so during the seance, the girls heard tapping on the walls. Okay, little tap, tap. a little tapity tap, a little ASMR. Oh tapping. damn! Tap tap tap. <laughs> Eric is like, stop that right now. So during the seance, the girls heard tapping on the walls, mm-hmm. like I mentioned. So they assume it's her mom communicating with them from the other side. So they use the tapping as a yes or no answer, like two taps yes, one tap no. You know. So. They proceeded this for several nights. At first, the knocking was happening only when they would ask questions to their mom. But eventually, the knocking was a common occurrence to the point where it wasn't funny anymore. Like, it was annoying. Right. It would disturb them daily, including at night when they were trying to go to sleep. They heard this knocking. Along with the knocking, they would notice objects around the house out of place, including furniture. Oh, shit. Big big items. Not just, like, your little knickknacks. Your furniture is moving around the house. At this point, they were convinced they were not speaking to their mom anymore, but it was an evil spirit, like a demon. Mm -hmm. The girls told their dad what was going on. He didn't believe them. He said, no more ghost talk. Did witness the seance, so he kind of knew what the girls were up to, trying to contact their mom. Right. Okay, so days after the the seance ceremony, the girls still heard noises in their home. Tapping on the walls, banging on pipes. Oh, and strange noises. TV one night, noises from the basement started happening. Like loud. Yeah. They couldn't ignore it. It was right. it was too much. The girls' curiosity got the best of them. With a knife in hand, they headed to the basement to see what was down there. Smart girls. They got a weapon. I agree. They see a horrifying, creepy sight in the basement. On the wall, the words, I'm in your room, confine me, were written in blood. Oh my that's like some horror movie shit. I was gonna say Sounds like a movie. This this really happened. This is true life shit. Ew. Yeah, it's this creeps them out. Obviously, come find me. Isn't that like in a scary movie? Like that, like exact, like come find me. In your next? Maybe. I don't know. I feel. I don't know. Or like Annabelle, you're right. Something like that. You're right. Did she write "Come find me" or something like that? I think. I don't so. know. Something like I that. I think you're right. That's scary. So this creeps them out, and they run to their neighbor's house for help. As I would get the hell out of there. Yeah, too. I fucking hell run yeah. away. The neighbors call their dad, who was at work. He rushes home from work and is having a hard time believing his daughters. Again, he thinks this is a cry for for help because oh like, because their they mom has died. Them. Like the invisible. Oh yeah. my god! He doesn't believe that spirits are haunting the house, so he goes into the home and he sees the writing on the wall. It's written with ketchup, <laughs> not blood. Mm-hmm. Me as so a he assumes. <laughs> So he assumes that his daughters did it for attention. Okay. Again, as a cry for help, like they can't deal with their mom passing. He's at work a lot. So they just kind of want their dad around. Damn, he must have gotten that big ass, like the Costco ketchup. 
honestly, to do all that writing. You ain't doing it with no packets. Mm-mm, absolutely not. Mm-mm. Hopefully with a squeeze bottle, make it easier for them. Yeah. Well, that must smell too. Just ketchup in your basement. Yeah. Like ketchup's good, but too much of it is gross. Yeah. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I love ketchup. I'll put ketchup on anything. Pizza. Okay. So like, no, no. Back in the day, like in middle school, like sometimes I thought about it mm-hmm. and like other kids would do it. So then you would kind of do it and then right. you'd be like, this really isn't that good. But like TJ from third period's doing it. Right. But I would like the, the cafeteria pizzas and put like the ranch on it. Oh yeah. That shit was bomb. Yeah. I'm okay with that. That I'm, if you said ketchup, <laughs> this would have been the last I, episode. I can't tell a lie. I'm sure I've done it. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Just to see. Mm-hmm. Cause you think like tomato sauce what's Mm -hmm, the difference mm -hmm. there's a huge fucking difference Mm -hmm. Mm yeah so it was ketchup on the wall love that yeah uh but instead of just ignoring them he saw this as a cry for help like i said um and he thought that his two daughters were struggling with the loss of their mom and with their dad working a lot not being around which led him to getting them professional help he took them to to get therapy cool so the noises stop two weeks pass And then the same stuff starts up again. Knocking, tapping, objects moving, everything. The works. But now the noise is coming from Annie's bedroom. The girls again go in to investigate and find um, bloody words on the wall again. The words said, I'm back. Come find me. Not just the words, but they find a picture of Annie on the wall held up with a knife. Next oh, to the words. This is so scary. Isn't it? Could you fucking imagine? No. First you hear noises. You see this shit on your walls and stuff. Yeah. Are there pictures of all this? Wait, well, this is in the 80s, huh? Yeah, 87, they didn't have, like, 87. No, no cell phone pictures. That's for damn sure. Yeah. So again, they ran to the neighbor's house for help, who they called the dad again. The dad can, comes home. He finally realizes something is really going yeah, on. Like clearly you, his daughters are not capable. Yeah. So he goes to the house to see what the hell the girls are screaming about, what's going on, what all the fuss is about. His daughters tell him, do not go in there. But he goes in to investigate anyways because they're they're worried for his safety at this point, which I, yeah, I get it. Yeah. So his house is totally messed up, not how they left it. The dad knows that his daughters did not do this. Furniture's moved around. All the TVs, this part was kind of creepy to me. I don't know why. All the TVs are on with the volume turned all the way up. So clearly, like, we would not leave our house like that. Um, The neighbors and his daughters both said the TVs were not on when they left the house the first time. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he makes his way up to Annie's room to see what the girls discovered earlier, the words in the picture on the wall. Um, When their dad makes his way into his daughter's room, he sees a new message written on the wall. Damn, this boy works fast. Do you want to know what the words say? We'll take a guess. Come find me. It's it's creepy. Oh, no, I'm scared. It says, marry me. Oh. Not only did he see that, he saw a man in the room wearing his dead wife's wedding dress, a blonde wig, and makeup smeared on his face, holding a hatchet. Just take that all in, sister. Wait, what the fuck? Doesn't this sound like... This is not real. It's real. It's real. No. I refuse to believe it because I'm so scared. It's a lot. Mind you, while I was, like, taking my notes for this, like, prepping, like, where I live, there's a lot of wildlife Mm -hmm. present. I heard all the animals on the walls, on the roof. Mm -hmm. They all hear. I was spooked. That is so 
ugly. What a fucking psycho. Yeah. So the family fights off the attacker and the police show up. The police show up and cannot find the attacker. Where'd he go? He wearing a big ass dress. <laughs> and a wig. And, and a makeup. wig. Damn them drag queens move quick. <laughs> the devil works hard, but Trixie Mattel works harder. Let me tell you. Holy shit. <laughs> Put that on a bumper sticker and sell that. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no one saw him run out the house, so everyone is just looking for this person who just vanished. Like he was invisible or something. Oh. Get it? Oh, get it? Get I it? got it. <laughs> so good night. <laughs> you got scared? You got he a little sleep. that good night. <laughs> okay, that was perfect. Anyways, okay. A cop opens up one of the kitchen cupboards and discovers a secret door in discovers a secret door inside the cabinet. Oh, inside that secret door was Daniel. No, her date. Yes, he's been chilling in the house. Oh my god, Daniel! Damn, Daniel! Get the message. Sixteen-year-old Daniel Laplante had been living in the walls of their home for months. Shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Where? Yes, (laughs) yes. So. Damn. He is arrested and he's questioned. They discover that he built a tunnel system into their home. <laughs> they found a sleeping bag, food, beer cans, and he also made peepholes in the wall so he Ew. could watch and mess with the family. And he is 16? 16. He's Give talented. construction man. <laughs> he said he's talented. Oh, gosh. Okay. Wow. So for this, Daniel gets sent to juvie for one year. That's it? Yeah. Because of his age and because well, nobody yeah, like and nobody got hurt, they gave him a year. I heard that, but I also heard that due to his age and that no one got hurt, um, he was only there for a couple months and he was sent to court for processing where he was bailed out by his mom and he was supposed to be due back in court December. So I've heard both. I've seen both written, so I'm not too yeah, sure which one. Yeah, but either way, that's a very short punishment yeah, for what? A that's a, a lot. That's creepy Yeah, as hell. dude. Yeah. So he gets out of juvie and right away goes back to his life of crime (laughs) and let me mention before this crime happened he broke into other people's houses he didn't quite hide out but he broke in um he would move stuff around so they knew somebody was there just to kind of give them that uncomfortable feeling yeah okay so he gets out Goes back to his usual shenanigans he's now 17 years old Um, and he goes on to commit one of the most disgusting crimes i've ever heard it's just disgusting on december 1st a man named andrew gustafson arrives home after a day from work to discover a horrific scene in his home his pregnant wife priscilla was found dead in their bed due to gunshots to her head oh shit and his two small children five-year-old william and eight-year-old abigail were found dead they were both drowned in a bathtub. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. He's like, he's crazy. Yeah. It was later discovered that Priscilla was also sexually assaulted. Of course. Mm-hmm. Daniel, already on the cops' radar, lived only a half a mile away from the crime scene. The police found a shoe print and a T-shirt hanging on the house's sign-off front. I'm guessing they're like address right. sign. The police knew it was him. Daniel left town, but they still, they tracked him down hiding uh, in a dumpster. That's where, where he, he belongs. belongs. Oh. oh my god. <laughs> um, they arrest him and they find Priscilla's hair on Daniel's sock. 
So they they got right, yeah, yeah. no motivation or reason for the crime was ever stated. Okay. Even though he was 17, a minor, obviously, mm-hmm. he was sentenced as an adult and given three consecutive life sentences. Good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's fast forward to 2013. There's still more? Mm-hmm. He's out. No. Just kidding. Oh my God. I got so scared. I was like, lock the fucking doors. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, you fucking bitch. <laughs> my asshole literally went. <laughs> I got so scared. And he's here. And he's here. Daniel, come out. Okay, no. He's got ketchup with him. <laughs> oh my God. No. Okay. So. Due to a new law set in 2013 in Massachusetts, inmates who were given life sentences as minors um, are allowed to have a parole hearing after 30 years instead of 45. Mm-hmm. In 2017, LaPlante tried to... 2017? That's not even that long That's ago. That's recent. Yeah. LaPlante tried to change um, his parole hearing. But after being evaluated by psychologists, they determined that he shows no signs of remorse and they do not recommend that he ever gets out of prison. While LaPlante had made some progress in prison, the judge said he continued to display an antisocial personality disorder and lacked empathy. The judge decided that Daniel needs to serve 45 years before he's considered for parole. So in 2032, he will be 62 years old. Damn. So he's going to die in prison. Yeah. Um, in a statement, Daniel did apologize and paint this picture of regret and remorse. Mm. I call bullshit yeah. on all of that. Yeah. So as of today, Daniel LaPlante remains in a Boston prison and hopefully gets denied parole, which looks like he, he will. Might, yeah. And will most likely die in prison. Shit. Mm-hmm. So since being in prison, LaPlante has become Wiccan. Okay. Mm-hmm. He has since sued Boston's Department of Corrections for not providing him with dragon's blood, black opium, and honeysuckle. As you should. By withholding these items from him, they are infringing him on his religious rights. Mm -hmm. Poor baby. Yeah. Other Wiccans have come forward and said LaPlante does not need those items to be Wiccan, no. and they do not accept him as one of their oh, own. Oh, they said, bitch, you ain't a part of this. So Daniel LaPlante's sister, you're going to rot in prison as you should. Damn. And that is the spooky story of Daniel LaPlante. The invisible man. That's crazy. That was, it sounds fake, but... It's, yeah, that, like... Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't done, like, a movie of it. That's what I said, or something inspired, or... Yeah. Like, a life... Because that's uh, a wild-ass story. A Law & Order episode? Correct. Because they're minors. Uh-huh. Special Victims Unit. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Wow. So, yeah, that was that. That is so scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm... Oh, my God. Ew. So, the... But the, the, the girls from the first crime are still alive. Yeah, I'm assuming. I'm assuming so too. But yeah. Damn, he done killed three people. Mm-hmm. Two sibling, two siblings, and their mom. Wow, and like the baby. Yeah. She was pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I. It's safe to say they. It's sad those people died, but they caught him early. Yeah. Yeah. So that who he knows like, what yeah, else he would I mean, have committed if and at, you know. at such a young age too. Like I can't seventeen, dude. Like, I mean, I mean, obviously, like. never get in the headspace of like a serial killer but like at such a young age you know yeah damn so yeah that was that story that was good that was scary have you did you hear that have you heard that true crime before 
Yeah, when we decided to do this movie, he, my first thought was Daniel LaPlante. I was like, I have to do because the the girl, the dad not believing the girls, yeah. their creepy sounds. Also, like him moving. living in the house without them right. not knowing, like that's crazy. Yeah, so I, I thought it. I thought it that was fit. a good one. Good, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so well, I thought to go like with the theme of like invisibleness and mm-hmm. maybe like people not knowing. This is kind of stupid. This is this is a stretch. Okay, but. I thought it would be kind of fun to play a game. Okay. So I see you have your cell phone out. I do. Oh my <laughs> God. No. So this is kind of like a challenge on like YouTube that like right. went around for a while. But I mm-hmm. thought I would call this the invisible call. Okay. And it's the games. The rules are simple. You open up your contacts list. I. You scroll through your contacts Okay. I say stop okay. and whatever that your finger lands on, okay. you have to call. And say what? And okay, so make it like invisible man be like, I'm in your house. No, just kidding. Oh my <laughs> God. You, I don't know. Just be like, hey, have you subscribed to Nightmares and Chill? They're <laughs> <laughs> like, who is this? Okay. Or something along those lines. <sighs> um, We don't have to, like, if it's literally someone that you like, I cannot call this person. Yeah. Like and and on in the YouTube rules, it doesn't matter. But I mean, we'll make our own. Yeah, because I there's certain people that I cannot call. No. Same dude. So yeah, I figured we would do that. End it on something like that, and okay. then if hopefully they pick up and you get to hear them on the podcast. Oh god. Okay. Um, I guess we. Sh- I should have come up come up with something to say to them. What's your favorite scary movie? Yeah, we can like recite scream to them. I, well, I guess it depends on who we're calling. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. So, do you want me to start, or do you want to start? You can just start. Okay. So let me open up my contacts. There's like nobody I feel comfortable calling <laughs> in my contacts. So I'm showing Jen that I'm on my contact page. Okay. I'm not going to look. Okay, go. And tell me when. Stop. Who is? <laughs> can you call them or no? You know what? I actually can. It almost landed on someone very scary. Uh, the Invisible Man, truly. Who? Do I know? Yeah. I can't say their names. Can you say it in code? Okay. So I landed actually on my friend, Amanda Favorite. Okay. Who is my, one of my best friends, sibling. <laughs> All right. So I guess I just call. Oh, this is so embarrassing. We don't have to do this. No, we have to. I don't want to. We've do already it. done it. Oh, I don't want to It's do called it. the invisible call. I know, but I don't want to do it. <laughs> what should I say? I don't know, Eddie. What are you going to say? First of all, I should have put it on block. Oh, yeah. We should block the call. You've reached Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) She denied that. She said, who the fuck? I'm in your house. (laughs) Wait, that is so scary. Hey, girl. Um, I'm filming, I'm recording an episode of the podcast that I do, Nightmares and Chill, if you haven't subscribed yet. Um, and we're playing a stupid game where <laughs> we have to call people randomly. And guess who I landed on? You. So anyway, I hope you're enjoying your weekend. <laughs> have a good day. Bye. Sorry. Oh, well. Lucky you. Okay. <laughs> Should I go now? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Invisible call. Okay. Close your eyes. Scroll. Mm -hmm. Okay, go. Stop.
Oh my god, no. Who is it? <laughs> you have to. That's a perfect person to call. I don't want to. I don't I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I did it. Yeah, but you like you talk to them regularly. No, I don't. This is weird. He likes our posts. You don't have to do it. Oh, you don't have to do it. Thank God. Okay, well, <laughs> that was the invisible call. <laughs> we sh- can we keep? I can we keep that? Yeah, I think it was cute. As I hell. think it was cute. I'm sorry, Eddie, but no. No, that's okay. okay I good. get it. I'm looking a little sweaty this is, over here. It was a coworker that we used to work with. And it would just be way It's weird. Too I mean, awkward. it's weird that we're calling anyone to begin with because yeah. nobody calls people anymore. Right. We're probably like, what's wrong? That was everything. It was great. What um what time are we at? Oh, oh it's a short episode. We're okay. So how are you feeling? What do you mean? How are you feeling in general, girl? Okay. <laughs> it's been some crazy times it has been pretty crazy but for me i'm still going to work so my day-to-day life hasn't changed too much i feel it more on the weekends because we're not going out anymore yeah we can't go to our plans we're not doing shit yeah um but during the week it feels pretty normal to me that's good yeah and you how's you know i know for you things have changed quite a bit Things have changed um i don't leave the house ever yeah, I'm just sorry. stuck inside all day. I make my bed every morning. I make some coffee. Luckily, I'm very fortunate that I work for a really good company and I'm still kind of we have meetings every yeah. week and, you know, touch bases. So I kind of have that to look forward to. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like it's literally just me staying in the house. I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing, which I'm oh, sure heard. a lot of you guys are probably doing. He explained to me what bells are. Yep. And how he picks flowers for his garden. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's literally, I feel like I'm doing something productive mm-hmm. in Animal cute. Crossing. Like, And I get to go visit Friends Islands. That game came out at a great time. Really? Probably- People have like been comparing it to like saying it's, it's like the opposite of when pokemon go came out like mm-hmm. that summer where everyone was Ugh. outside playing it yeah. now everyone's inside playing animal crossing it's yeah. a little sad but you know we just want to say stay strong y'all um mm, stay safe stay safe you know thank you to all the essential workers and you know all the you know front runners doing some really cool shit yeah you know yeah for sure not to get too serious on this but you know it, yeah it, it, you know we appreciate it 100% I agree so oh. Jennifer just told me right now that we have a new like review on the Apple podcast yes we got a new rating on Apple podcast um somebody like someone left a comment yes yeah, someone left a comment Wait, a review the- they left the f- left us five stars thank you the title says number one fan ew <laughs> it says omg I am Jennifer's biggest fan I feel like we would be besties in real life. She is so sarcastic and funny. I love her. Shut up. You swear you did not write this. I swear Eric, I did not write. <laughs> I thought I thought for sure you did it to be cute. No. Well, I mean, I wish I had. Well, somebody wants to be besties. Wait, first of all, I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> the- and the username, it says JayhawksFan44. Who are the Jayhawks? I don't know. What's Jayhawks? Baseball? Hockey, not hockey. Wait, I don't know who this Jay- is everything. 
first of all, thank you to whoever left yeah, that review. Thanks whoever wrote that, but I get it. I want to be Jennifer's bestie, but you better fucking back off because that position's already taken. Oh, he's pissed. Second of all, I think there was a name missing. Maybe I don't. Yeah, I I don't know. When so, I saw it, I my first thought was, okay, Eddie, we see you. <laughs> I thought this was a, you know, a two-person job. That's well, really precious. Well, Eddie, I'm your number one fan. Okay, well, clearly I'm not. Someone else is. <laughs> well, thank you, whoever wrote that. Wait, thank that's you. so funny. Wait, who the fuck? I don't know. I don't know who likes Jayhawks. What is Jayhawks? <laughs> Someone out there is like, this dumbass girl. <laughs> wait that's everything you're your very own invisible fan <laughs> put that good night. good night that's everything well that's that was a great way to that end. was very sweet thank I, you yeah thank you please if you haven't please rate go rate our podcast go leave comments if you're enjoying it clearly someone is enjoying 50 percent of it i guess <laughs> Oh, I'm not salty. Eddie. No, I'm really not. That's everything. I'm a little shookity shook. I'm shook too. I'm, I'm sh- more shook now that you didn't do it. I really did. Eric didn't do it. When did you figure? When did you find this? I saw it fucking today. <laughs> and I was in a type. I, was, I should mention on the podcast. I didn't want to like text you and ruin <sighs> the. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm I didn't. I really didn't. Shook. I swear on everything. Well, thank you for the rating. I appreciate it. We are both happy for the five stars. Yeah, no, I'm literally. Please, guys, comment please. how much Jen is amazing on this podcast because she is. No, really. She does so much work. She puts so much work into her research. Her things are always really spooky. You know, Especially today. Yeah. This was spookier than I think. The, yeah, um, it Chicago scared me. I'm, I'm honestly scared. Yeah. And when you told me that he was free, <laughs> I got so scared. I can't wait to listen to that part <laughs> again. You can hear my literally hear my ass will go. But yeah, that was again another fun episode it really was of nightmares and chill Good job we should do this again that we should do this again yeah we'll do it again and again as always please feel free to follow nightmares and chill on instagram at nightmares and chill you can follow us on twitter at nightmares chill if you have any inquiries if you're a sponsor who maybe wants to sponsor us you can email us at nightmares and chill at gmail mm-hmm. or on facebook nightmares and chill podcast you can follow me at Disney Daddy on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow Jennifer at Jennifer X Proles on Instagram. On the Insta, she got them fire posts. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for thank listening. Thank you guys for listening. We love you all. Have Be a safe. good night. Bye. Bye.